If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. The Rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Good morning. Happy 4th of July, everybody. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm not Deb Valentine. I am Frank Diaz with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here is everything you need to know. The Top 5 at 5. Well, a gunman in Denmark opened fire inside one of the country's biggest malls, killing three and wounding more. Hundreds of flights have continued to be delayed or canceled over the holiday weekend, with one New York airport even having a bomb scare. New NYPD statistics show that over 500 cops left the force last month. There's been some pushback against President Biden after he demanded gas companies to lower their gas prices at the pump. Some farmers are saying... That a new herbicide regulation implemented by Biden will drive food prices higher. A gunman has killed three people and wounded others, three of them critically, at one of Denmark's biggest shopping malls, according to police over there. A 22-year-old man has been arrested and charged with the attack, which sparked panic among shoppers at Fields Mall in South Copenhagen. Police chief... Soren Thomason said that the motive was unclear and he could not rule out an act of terrorism. Prime Minister Mette Frederiksen said Denmark had uh, suffered a cruel attack. Lawrence Donovan, who works nearby, told the Danish news agency what he experienced. We barricaded all the doors. We take, took care of all the kids. We took care of all the babies, made sure everyone had water, made sure everyone had cookies. And then we had to wait for about 45 minutes right in the top of fields. It was insanely hot up there because we don't have any windows or anything. Um, and we, we just made sure that all the people that were freaking out could basically calm down. Well, sending condolences to those who had lost loved ones. Uh, Fredrickson had said she wanted to encourage Danes to stand together and support each other in the difficult time. Well, flight cancellations and delays continued across the nation this weekend during an already chaotic July 4th weekend for travelers. According to FlightAware, at least 100 flights into, out of, or within the U.S. had been canceled as of this morning, and nearly 300 were delayed. The website also shows the bulk of the cancellations and delays were in and out of China, Canada, and Europe. Well, New York's airports reported relatively quiet in terms of delays and cancellations yesterday, though a bomb scare did force an evacuation at JFK Airport where 10% of flights were delayed. Passengers told Fox 5 they were impacted in different ways. How delayed were you in all? A full day. Full day? Yeah. Well, welcome home. Thank you. We're lucky. We are some of the lucky ones not delayed. Where'd you come from? Uh, Rome. No, I haven't. Happy to be here? Yes, this is the first time, so yes. Well, AAA has predicted about 3.5 million Americans plan to travel over the holiday weekend, but airlines are overbooked and understaffed, causing serious delays for some travelers.
Well, new statistics obtained by the New York Post shows that the NYPD took another huge hit in June. The stats show that 523 cops are leaving the force, with 123 of those officers resigning the most in a single month in at least a decade. A police source tells the Post that of the total number of cops exiting, 400 are retiring. To date, just over 2,100 cops have left the job this year with under 1,500 retiring and about 650 resigning, a 38% spike over the previous record of 1,535 for the first six months of 2020, this according to those numbers. PBA President Pat Lynch said the exodus has become a stampede. Last month, the Post reported that about 1,500 officers had either resigned or retired. Well, President Joe Biden pleaded on Twitter for the companies that are, quote, running gas stations to lower their prices ahead of the July 4th holiday. Here's Biden last month. The companies running gas stations and setting those prices at the pump. This is a time of war, global peril, Ukraine. These are not normal times. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product. Well, one of the world's richest people, Jeff Bezos, also the CEO of Amazon, responded to the tweet saying in part, quote, inflation is far too important a problem for the White House to keep making statements like this. A Chinese state media representative also replied to Biden's message saying the president has quote, realized that capitalism is about exploitation. The White House had fired back at Bezos with White House Press Secretary Karina Jean-Pierre saying gas companies have refused to lower prices at the pump even as the base cost of oil has fallen. Biden had been blasted for seemingly failing to understand the basic law of supply and demand that excuse me, dictates prices and drives the United States free market economy comes after the Biden administration failed to sell their gas tax holiday plan. Well, the Biden administration also proposed a rule last week introducing tight restrictions on the use of an herbicide. Farmers say is crucial to ensure productivity and low prices. According to regulatory documents filed last week, the EPA reversed a Trump-era rule that allows farmers to utilize the herbicide atrazine at a higher rate. The agency recommended largely altering atrazine's so-called concentration equivalent level of concern, or CELOC, from 15 parts per billion to about 3.4 parts per billion, a move that, if finalized, would effectively force farmers to use costlier methods of weed control. Some farmers warn that the new regulation will drive food prices higher. North Carolina Agriculture Commissioner Steve Troxler spoke on Fox Business last week. Well, you know, I am one that uh, remembers what happened in the early 80s with uh, high inflation and high interest rates. Uh, And I'm just afraid that we're headed toward a very similar situation as a young farmer. It was very difficult to deal with. Well, the average price of corn, meanwhile, surged to about $7.26 per bushel in May, well above its pre-pandemic level of thirty-eight seventy-eight a bushel. This according to 
Department of Agriculture data. Corn production impacts about uh, prices in other sector sectors as well as since it's, it is the primary feed grain for livestock in the United States and is processed into various products like starch, biofuels, and alcohol. Let's take a look at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. For Independence Day today, it's going to be beautiful outside, sunny with a high near 85. Later tonight, we're going to get some clouds at a low of around 68. Tomorrow, a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon, partly sunny with a high near 87. Right now, it's 67 degrees and clear. Well, President Biden said during a meeting with U.S. governors last week that some states will try to arrest women who cross state lines to get abortions. Biden said during the meeting that the federal government will work to protect women who need to travel across state lines, which is yet another response from the administration to the Supreme Court's ruling to overturn Roe versus Wade. We either elect federal senators and representatives who will codify Roe Republicans who will elect the House and Senate will try to ban abortions nationwide. The Biden administration said last week it planned to counter the decision and is aiming to increase access to FDA-approved abortion pills. While conservative lawmakers have passed restrictive laws to ban abortion in their own states, whereas blue states approved measures that safeguard the provider's A number of different companies from Disney to Meta have looked to pay for their employees to travel to other states in order to receive reproductive health services. Well, the chief security officer for the U.S. Supreme Court demanded that Maryland officials enforce laws against picketing in front of private houses, saying that the threatening activity has increased in recent weeks. Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Brett Kavanaugh live in Montgomery County outside of Washington, D.C., and demonstrators have been protesting at both homes since that draft opinion of the ruling that ultimately turned Roe versus Wade Wade was leaked back in May. Gail Curley, the marshal of the court, sent letters on Friday to Maryland Governor Larry Hogan and Montgomery County Executive Mark Elric, noting that the state and county law prohibit such protests from in front of private homes. Curley, who was responsible for investigating the leak of the draft opinion, didn't mention the justices by name in the letters. Back in mid-May, the Justice Department provided security services to the Supreme Court and its justices as protests rose over the leaked opinion. Last month, a California man was charged with attempted murder after being arrested with a pistol outside of Kavanaugh's house and threatening to kill him. Well, the Uvalde School District's police chief has stepped down from his position in the city council just weeks after being sworn in following allegations that he erred in his response to the mass shooting at Robb Elementary School that left 19 students and two teachers dead. Chief Pete Arredondo said in a letter dated Friday that he has decided to step down for the good of the city and to minimize further distractions. He was elected to the council on May 7th, was sworn in on May 31st, just a week after the massacre in a closed-door ceremony. Colonel Stephen McCraw, director of the Texas Department of Public Safety, told the state Senate hearing last month that Arredondo, the on-site commander, made terrible decisions as the massacre unfolded on May 24th, that the police response was an abject failure. The only thing stopping a hallway of dedicated officers from entering room 111 and 112 was the on-scene commander who decided to place the lives of officers before the lives of children. 
Arredondo has tried to defend his actions, telling the Texas Tribune that he didn't consider himself the commander in charge of operations and that he assumed someone else had taken control of the law enforcement response. Well, President Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump, could be planning to make an unusually early announcement of his plans to run for president again, but not all Republicans are convinced it would be the right move for the party. Trump has long teased a 2024 White House run and has continued to hold campaign-style rallies, all while stopping short of saying definitively if he plans to enter the race. According to a report from the New York Times, recent revelations from the House Select Committee's hearings on the January 6th riots are impacting his plans. The outlet reported that Trump is considering announcing a run far earlier than expected, possibly even this month, in part as an attempt to distract from the hearings where he was slammed. He was even critical, which he has slammed. Excuse me. He was even critical of former White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson, who recently gave testimony of his action back on January sixth. So it's a very sad thing that this is allowed to take place in our country. That somebody can just get there without cross examination, with no Republicans on the committee, which I think was a mistake. I think we should have had Republicans on the committee. Jim Baxter and Jordan. I, I think they should do something. Is this going to go on forever? This also comes as a new Emerson College poll shows Trump leading GOP contenders for 2024 at 55% of voters supporting him. Well, the U.S. military has a recruiting problem with former senior military officials telling ABC News the viability of all the all-volunteer force could be at stake. Pentagon data shows a simple troubling trend. Fewer and fewer Americans want to serve, and due to obesity and other problems, fewer are qualified. The Defense Department's top personnel and readiness leader, Blamed the nation's competitive job market as a major contributor while testifying on Capitol Hill in late April. A former senior military official told ABC News that today's recruiters face a great challenge in pitching the benefits of enlisting to young people with private companies using impressive incentives to entice prospects. Even the Marine Corps, which is not usually a struggle to find recruits, is under pressure to meet some goals. According to the Defense Department polling data shared with ABC News, only 9% of young people now show a propensity to serve the lowest number seen in 15 years. Well, Russia claimed control Sunday over the last Ukrainian stronghold in an eastern province that is key to achieving a major goal of Moscow's grinding war. The general staff of Ukraine's military reported that its forces had withdrawn from Lysychansk in Luhansk province. President Vladimir Zelensky acknowledged the withdrawal but said the fight for the city was still raging on the outskirts. If confirmed, Russia's complete seizure of Luhansk would provide its troops with a stronger base from which to press their advance in the Donbass, a region of mines and factories that President Vladimir Putin is bent on capturing in a campaign that could determine the course of the entire war. 77 WABC Time Check 515. Let's head over to the sports desk with Phil Dixon for your sports report. Hey, Phil. Hey, Frank. How are you? It's 4th of July. I know. It's great. I'm happy. Awesome. I am Phil Dixon with your 77 WABC Early News Sports Update. The big event over the weekend, UFC 276 is under wraps. Israel Adesanya successfully defended his middleweight championship for the fifth time against contender Jerry Cannonier. It was a fairly uneventful fight with Izzy cruising to an easy decision. That seems to be the trend with his fights as of late. Something interesting going on in the 185-pound division. As of recently, though, in that card, actually, two fights before the main event unranked Alex Pahea brutally knocked out number four Sean Strickland in the first round but what is so special about that you might ask Pahea has two wins over Adesanya in kickboxing as well as being the only man to ever knock him out across any combat sport that seems like it's shaking up to be the next title fight in that division 
the co-main of that card saw Alexander Volkanovsky defend his featherweight title and top off his sweep of the trilogy against former champion Max Holloway. Their third time sharing the octagon together, all three times for the title, and all three times Volk took the win via decision, Saturdays being an easy 5 nothing sweep where he controlled the fight from opening bell to closing. Volkanovski is now only sh- not only shaping up to arguably the best, be the best featherweight of all time, but in my humble opinion, the best pound-for-pound uh, pound pound fighter excuse me, on planet Earth. The Yankees dropped one to the Guardians yesterday. They got shot out in Cleveland 2-0. The Mets took home a win in City Field 4-1. We have one of the biggest sporting events of the year kicking off this afternoon. A 4th of July tradition, the Nathan's, Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest is taking place. Joey Chestnut looks to defend his crown and continue continue to make history. Will he topple his own record of 76 hot dogs down from last year? We'll see today. For more sports content, be sure to follow 77WABC Sports on Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok for 77WABC Sports. I'm Phil Dixon. Thanks, Phil. Looking forward to those hot dogs. All right, let's take a look at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Today for Independence Day, looks like it's going to be a pretty beautiful day today. Sunny with a high near 85. Tonight, it's going to be some clouds in the sky, a low of around 68. Tomorrow, 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 87 right now. 67 degrees and clear outside the 77 WABC studios. All right, well, here's Frank Morano with your business report. I'm Frank Morano with your business report. Wall Street is closed today in observance of the 4th of July holiday. Friday's trading session ended with stocks higher to start the second half of 2022. All three major indexes were up about 1% as home builder stocks led the market higher. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones gained 321 points. The S&P added 39 points and the Nasdaq rose 99 points. TikTok confirmed in a letter to Republican senators that China-based employees can access U.S. user data. The letter said that access is subject to a series of robust cybersecurity controls. CNBC reported last year that TikTok parent company ByteDance had access to U.S. data and was closely involved in making decisions for TikTok. Some passengers claim that Delta Airlines reportedly offered passengers $10,000 to get off an overbooked flight from Michigan to Minnesota. The airline was said to have offered the money to each passenger who volunteered to disembark the aircraft last Monday. In a statement to The Hill, a Delta spokesperson would not say if the incident took place, but they did state that there is compensation for ground staff when circumstances like this occur. U.S. new vehicle sales tumbled more than 21% in the second quarter compared with a year ago as the global semiconductor shortage continued to cause production problems for the industry. Yet demand still outstripped supply from April through June, even with $5 per gallon gasoline, high inflation, and rising interest rates. The low supply has raised prices to record levels, knocking many consumers out of the new vehicle market. I'm Frank Morano. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Happy Independence Day. As Frank Morano just said, markets are closed for the holiday week and everything looks down about three quarters of a percent right now. Gold and silver is up right now almost half a percent and oil down about 0.6 percent. Well, three men in Queens were shot last night. Uh, police say there was a crowd near Jamaica Avenue and 214th place around 8 p.m., believed to be celebrating the holiday weekend. Reports from police say that tw- a 23-year-old man pulled out a gun and pointed it at the crowd, where then an off-duty correction officer saw the man and pulled out his own gun. 
Both were shot in the exchange, but police weren't sure if the officer was shot by the 23-year-old or by someone else. The officer was shot in the left leg, and the 23-year-old man was hit at least once in the torso. They were both taken to the hospital by EMS. Mayor Eric Adams spoke overnight and uh, commended the officer. I visited the officer uh, in the hospital. He's a hero. Taking proper action uh, while off-duty is one of the most difficult things uh, to do. And we are happy uh, that uh, he's not experiencing any life-threatening uh, injuries. The 23-year-old man has two open prior arrests, this according to uh, Mayor Adams. One of them involves a robbery with a firearm. Well, New York lawmakers are now seeking to use the social media accounts of handgun permit applicants to screen their worthiness. Legislators in Albany on Friday approved an overhaul of state licensing registration regulations, excuse me, adding that a requirement that applicants head over a list of their social media accounts dating back to three years so their character and conduct can be verified. The move came after the Supreme Court said the Empire State had been unconstitutionally limiting people's right to carry handguns. Critics say the new requirement runs afoul not only of the Second Amendment, but also the First Amendment's right to freedom of speech. Constitutional law attorney Amir Benno spoke about it on Newsmax. What Hochul did essentially take the ruling that just came down from the Supreme Court and ignore it. Uh, you know, they said, first of all, that you don't have to show anything beyond a generalized uh, need for self-defense to carry outside of your home. Right. You have a constitutional right to do that. Uh, and you can't have somebody who's just deciding in their own discretion whether to give somebody that license or not. Well, the law is certain to draw some legal challenges that could put New York's gun restrictions right back in front of the Supreme Court. Well, former New York Governor David Patterson dismissed U.S. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's influence as a phantom of the media after left-wing candidates endorsed by the socialist firebrand suffered, suffered brutal losses in last week's primaries. He appeared on the Cats Roundtable hosted by 77 WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis. I think AOC, who defeated a congressman who was notably absent from his district a lot, so she outworked him and she beat him, and then she became this kind of overnight national success. But really, there's no evidence that it had any coattails, not in uh, this 2022 primary, but not even in the 2020 elections. Patterson was also asked about the Tuesday primary results in which the majority of left-wing state assembly contenders were unsuccessful in their efforts to expand their presence in Albany by ousting more moderate Democrats. Also asked if the losses represented the rise and fall of AOC, he replied that he didn't think there was even a rise. Patterson cited the statewide contest in which Hochul and her handpicked Lieutenant Governor Antonio Delgado cruised to victory as evidence that New Yorkers aren't buying what AOC-aligned politicians are selling. Well, two Long Island beaches were closed yesterday after a shark attacked a lifeguard during a training exercise. CBS New York reported that officials say the lifeguard was rushed to the hospital where he received some stitches. Suffolk County Executive Steve Ballone said the attack happened about 10.15 in, in the morning at Smith Point Beach, adding the lifeguard was going to be okay. Very good spirits. Uh, uh, he is at uh, 
The lifeguard had been playing the role of a victim during a training exercise when the shark bit him in the chest and hand. Smith Point and Kapsogi beaches have been close to swimmers, but both are expected to reopen today. Well, a three-year-old boy died after falling from the 29th floor balcony of a New York City apartment building Saturday morning. This according to a police preliminary investigation. Officials found the injured toddler lying on a third-floor scaffolding. After receiving a 911 call at about 11 o'clock in the morning, the boy was taken to a nearby hospital where he was pronounced dead. New York City law requires owners of buildings with three or more apartments to install window guards if a child aged 10 years or younger lives there or if a tenant occupies, excuse me, if a tenant occupant requests them. It's unclear whether window guards were installed in this particular apartment. The spokesperson said the child's death is under active investigation and police are speaking with two individuals who were inside the apartment when the boy fell. Nadia Cordero, a foster mom who lives on the 34th floor, told the New York Post that he she heard kids uh, a big fight between people uh, coming from the 29th story balcony. And less than 10 minutes later, there was a thump. The NYPD would not comment except to say that the investigation is continuing. Well, New York prosecutors have said the killing of a young mother by her ex-boyfriend was a premeditated execution. Asia Johnson, a mother of two, was allegedly shot in the head by Isaac Argro on Manhattan's Upper East Side Wednesday night. Johnson was pushing the stroller of their baby infant girl at the time before she was shot at Point Blank Range. Argo was arrested Friday and arraigned on Saturday on charges of second-degree murder and second-degree weapons possession. He is now being held without bail. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Independence Day, sunny, a high near 85. A perfect day to start getting ready for some fireworks. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 68. Tomorrow, a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Partly sunny with a high near 87. Well, researchers in Hong Kong have developed a new palm-sized device for COVID-19 antibody testing, which could rapidly reveal an individual's level of immunity. The new device, published in Science Advances, aims to split the difference between the two current forms of testing. While using just a few drops of blood, the new device can test for the presence of antibodies and reveal the amount of antibodies in the system. Their antibody testing device is designed to be easily used and understand and aims to give people that status and eventually to be able to use a saliva and nasal sample so people can use it at home without having to stick their fingers. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.